quiet. I hear a pin drop. This rain, it, it brought some coolness, but it also kind of made everybody mellow because we're used to sweating from the sun and the rain just kind of calmed everybody down. I think everybody's ready for a nap now, but we're here to get fired up first for the Lord. We're going to nap after. Well, I'll think about it. It never happens. My naps are called bedtime, it seems like, every, every time I attempt to take one. In this rain, though, you know, we got people going on vacation. We got people that just came back from vacation. It, it, we, we, we're, we don't really go on vacation much, but, but we like to watch a show about people who do. It's called Beachfront Bargain Hunt. Anybody seen it? One person's seen it. Okay, I know. Nobody else watches TV. They watch their tablet like I do. We just watch YouTube. That's okay. That's the way the world's going. The TV's going to go away soon, right? But we like beachfront bargain hunt. And the thing about beachfront bargain hunt is they say, hey, you don't have to be a millionaire to buy your own beach. It's a bargain. You can get a bargain. You can, you can, you can be the average income and go buy your own island. So I'm all about bargains, you know, when, when, when my family buys stuff when I was growing up, it's all about getting a deal. If you don't get a deal, you don't buy it. You, you got to press for a deal. That's just the way it goes, right? And sometimes you win some, and sometimes you lose some when you're, when you're pushy for your deal, but that's just the way, that's just the way I'm, I'm wired. And so I love the bargain aspect of, of, the, of the beachfront bargain hub because it's a, it's a transaction. And how many know a bargain is relative to your situation? A bargain in one season can feel like a, a great deal. And the same bargain in another season can feel like a total ripoff. I would never do that. I'm good. See, it's relative to the season you're in, how good the bargain is at that moment. That's why it's, it's, a, it's a transaction. My investment into the, into the beachfront is going to have a greater return, so it's a bargain. It's going to cost me less than what it's going to return, is what they say. But what you really get on that show is uh, like a little four foot by four foot corner of a piece of land. And they say, here you go. You got your own island, Nate. Here you go. $50, your own island right here. Don't step out of this or you're, you're trespassing. But the irony of the beachfront bargain hunt, as we watched it this week, is at the same time I've been carrying what I call a burden. A burden is a weight. It's a load. And just like bargains, how enticing they are to you is relative to the season you're in, so are how heavy the burden is. A burden from one season may feel really light in the next season. It depends on what kind of burdens you're used to carrying. You know what I'm saying? Someone who's never carried a burden at all, this much feels heavy. Someone who's carrying burdens all the time, they're just kind of used to it. They're like an ox. They're used to the yoke on their back, and they're used to being just driving, 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 carrying the load. That's all they know. But I've had a really deep burden this week. It's called the keto diet. Anybody heard of the keto diet? It's really not a diet. It's a, it's a lifestyle of eating. And they use some really great words like ketosis, which really means starvation. When you enter ketosis, your body is burning fat at the optimal rate. It's called starvation. It's because there's nothing left but fat and bone and, and muscle. And they say, yeah, you're going to get what's called the ketosis flu for a couple days. You're going to feel sick. It's because all those carbs are just flushing out of your body. No, it's because you're starving. 
It's because you're starving. Yeah, it's called your body wants food. And uh, I, th I thought I was fasting for a minute, uh, for like three days, but I'm, I'm, I've been a week now and I'm starting to get over it. But it was starting to make me feel heavy. They said you feel lethargic and you get a headache and I got the headache for sure, like day two. And they say, so I'm working on my preacher pack. It's all about being vain, you know, the preaching role. You gotta have the six pack to be a good preacher, right? Right, isn't that what the world wants? No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't mind it, but it's really not what it's about. That was a joke. That's a joke, that's a joke. Please don't post anything online saying, this guy's wacko, he's worried about a six pack. Even though it's kind of true. So, as I'm watching for a bargain, I'm dealing with the burden. And there's, there's this overlap where maybe there's a bargain that relates to my burden in some situations. So life has a way of making you feel heavy sometimes. The weight of the daily grind, we call it, is a burden we all share together as a culture. Everybody has to deal with the weight of the daily grind. It's called sink or swim. It's called get a job or live on the street. It's called work or be broke. It's, it's something we, we have to face as a culture to stay with the flow of traffic. So how do we balance the load of life while maintaining our freedom in Christ? How do we share the light of the world when the world is overshadowing us with more responsibility and trouble than we feel we can bear? See, the, it's like a seesaw. The burden is so heavy. How am I shining my light of Christ when I can't even stand up because the weight is so heavy from not eating, I mean, from being in ketosis spiritually. How do I do that? Our need to recognize God's offering to us is necessary in order to disperse the heavy loads that would otherwise crush us. Consider the weights you all might be carrying right now and ask yourself, if you were offered a trade deal, perhaps, a bargain for your burden, would you accept in the season you're in? If we go to the Psalm 38, verse 4, the psalmist says, For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. Iniquities means wickedness, sin. It represents all the same thing, transgression. And in my case, I'm going to also call it life, the dealings of life. The title of my message is Burden Bargain, a burden bargain. Sometimes maybe we need to make a bargain for the burdens we're trying to carry in order to carry them. How many know it's grace that enables us to carry our burdens? Grace does it. Grace is assisting you, and you don't even know it sometimes. Even the atheist is assisted by grace, and they don't even know it, because God loves everybody. But grace enables us to carry our burdens. But you wouldn't know that people in here have burdens, because we all got it together, right? I got the Jordans on. 
You wouldn't know that I've been on the keto diet and I feel like I'm going to throw up any, any, any day now, any minute now. And that could just happen right here on the platform. I mean, it could. You wouldn't know that I was carrying that burden unless I told you because, you know, I look like I got it together. Don't I? Just kidding. You're like, no, you don't. You don't look like it to begin with. So we already know you got a burden, pastor. But there's people in this room that are carrying burdens right now. And if you looked at them, looks are deceiving. You wouldn't know they are carrying a weight that feels like they're being crushed. A lot of them are here right now because they're carrying that weight, but you wouldn't know it. You just think they're coming to church. Everybody's having a good time. It's awesome. It's both. It's both. I love coming to church, but we're to bring our burdens before the altar. And looks are deceiving, and most of us carry some level of burdens that are self-created. What do I mean? Well, for example, we easily live outside our means in this culture. We create burdens based on the culture's style of living that we think we're supposed to fit ourselves into. Even though we're not ready to, we create our own self burden portraying a lifestyle that is greater than our means. It's called credit card debt. It's like, it's the cool thing to do. Hey, you want a credit card? Here you go. Out of college, super high interest rate, charge, 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 charge. Starts there. That's the way we do it. That's the way to do it. We create pain points that are too heavy because we, we weren't ready to deal with them yet. We created these weights because we just fell in these traps that culture has taught us. One of my favorite fighters, I like mixed martial arts, and one of my favorite fighters has always been John Bones Jones. Anybody heard of Johnny Bones Jones? He's considered the greatest fighter, really. You know, minus the drug addiction and the steroid use, I would say he's the greatest fighter ever. The guy's like um, 6'3", he's long, he's, he's fast, he's fluid, and he just destroys everybody. But he was the youngest champion in the history of the, the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And become, because he was so young and, and green to life, he was handed millions of dollars. He was handed all this attention. He was handed every temptation that could be handed to him, and it created a burden in his life where he became an addict. He became a user of illegal supplements. Everybody else says, I'm not gonna talk about the truth behind John Jones, but the guy wrecked his career. He almost ruined his legacy because of all the burdens that came into the picture and he tried to deal with the weight of the pressure of the media and the pressure of the role he was playing when he was just a boy. He just, he just 21 when he came into that. He was just a kid, he, he didn't know. And it just crushed him so bad that he reached for sources that weren't a solution but a temporary fix like drugs. Johnny, if you're watching this, I'd be flattered. That'd be awesome, but sorry, brother. I'm just trying to keep it real. But he looked like it had it all together. You would never know when he was fighting in the octagon that his life was falling apart underneath the surface. We're trying to handle the load with the wrong solution. It's like, it's like weightlifting with bad form. When you try to handle pressure and burdens in life with the wrong solution, it's like working out with bad forms. And I, I, bad form. I'm no expert, but I mean, there's people here that probably work out, right? And when you work out, one of the rules of thumb is to have good form, right? The form matters. It matters, right? I mean, I went to Maryville. 
When I was 19 years old, I was in the, the weight room, and, and there was this adjunct teacher in there. He was probably 45, and he come in, and he had this curly afro, but he, he's a white dude, and he had this big curly puffy thing on his head, and it was, it was weird, and he, 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 had to, he walked around like, like he was just, the, just a Schwarzenegger, and he, he had the 45-pound the plates on the curl bar, and he come in in front of everybody, and all the girls were in there, and all the young men were in there, and he, he'd do one of these. He, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Never did his arms bend. Yet this was called a curl. See, he looked like he was strong, right? But he was trying to lift something meant for a bicep with his, I don't know what he was lifting with, his hamstrings? He was like, and he was doing it, man, and he was letting everybody know he was there with this obnoxious yell, like a karate, it was one of those where he's curling. It was awkward. His form was so bad, anybody that lifted weights was laughing at him, going, brother, you're not fooling anybody. Okay. But he thought he was. He thought we couldn't see his form was so bad. And I hate to tell him, but he keeps lifting like that. He's going to have some pains elsewhere, and his arms are going to look the same. See, he's trying to target his arms, but he's really doing damage elsewhere because he's trying to use a solution that's not really a solution. It's actually a poison to his burden. You with me? Are my illustrations translating to the modern listener? I pray they will. In Jesus' name. But form is key to how we deal with load. Bad form creates pressure points that hurt us. We have vices to handle the load, like depression. We get in depression because the burden's too heavy and we reach to drugs, relationship dependency, alcohol, overeating. But grace is what enables me to handle my burdens and nothing else. Nothing else can really distribute the load so that I can adequately carry such a heavy weight. We have to quit training ourselves to resolve to the wrong solutions because they didn't work before and they're not gonna work again. And bad form will make you look good for a second but then realize you're breaking apart your life slowly. Well, I have no issue. I don't have no issues. I got my Jordans and I got my, I got my Range Rover. Not really. I got my nails did. Got it all together. But you would know that the bank owns it all. Looks are deceiving. My life's really a wreck. I'm not willing to fix the problem because it takes a little more steps. I want to just keep looking like it's okay and act like there's nothing. But if you don't realize you're not willing to give the burden away, then you're never going to get rid of the burden, and you're not going to fool everybody forever. Eventually, it's going to just seep out of your behavior. Bankruptcy, that's a big one. That's when it destroys you. That's when it, you, you try to prolong it so long that finally it took everything you own. It's like the housing, the, the bubble burst in like 08. Banks were lending out money to real estate investors and, and people who rented properties. They were just getting home after home and they weren't putting any money in it because the banks didn't require them to put any money down and so they borrow this money and then they cash it out and they take the, the, the gain from that one and they put it on the next property and they, they slew up 10 homes and then as soon as a problem came, they had no equity to, to battle the burden and now they just domino effect. They all went tumbling down. That's why they call it 
the burst. It's when the housing market fell because there was tons of people doing that. See, they were trying to handle a load, but they couldn't really support it. They were distributing the load improperly. We need a load balancer. We need load, any IT people in the house? Come on, I'm not the only geek. Come on, it's okay, geeks are cool. They're the smart ones, they do well in life. If you're a geek and you're proud, raise your hand. Come on, somebody, unless who's gonna geek out with me? Two in the back, three in the, one in the front. Yeah, buddy. So in IT, they have what's called load balancers. Now I'm really gonna put people to sleep. Load balancers, when you go to Facebook, if Facebook had one web server, and I went on Facebook, and Cameron went on Facebook, and Michelle went on Facebook, and everybody else in the world went on Facebook, and they had one server trying to handle the load, guess what's going to happen? Crash. 504. 404. Oh, man, that's, that's sad. I messed that one up. All my geek friends are going to be disappointed in me today. They have what's called a load balancer, and it's a slew of servers, and Google has them too, and there's a slew of servers. So as all the requests come in, they say, hey, a couple over here, you take a little over here, you put a little over here, and they disperse the load across the load balancer. Otherwise, they can't handle the load. God wants you to disperse your load, but you're trying to carry it all on your back. Like a one-man ox, you need balance in your load. In order to find clarity in your life, you need balance because without balance, you can't focus. If you can't focus, you can't hear God. Amen? You can't hear God in, in chaos. He's like a tiny whisper. You need focus. And if you're overburdened, you're going to be a panic all the time. When the seesaw of life gets off kilter, God is there with you because grace is what's enabling me to carry my burden. The pressure of the load is good when we are equipped to handle it, but when we're not ready to handle it, we talked about pressure a few weeks ago. Pressure is about his pulse. It's, it's where are you at in your level of what you're trying to carry? You know, I'm not going to go to a strongman competition and try to lift a semi because I'm, I'm, only, I'm only willing to do the feather lifting competition because I'm not ready to lift a semi. I can only lift a feather. See, you have to acclimate to the load. You have to disperse the load through steps. The weight of life will get you off kilter in your load. Work gets heavy. Now you're not spending any time with your family. Church is going good. Now you don't remember anything your wife said. <laughs> Money's coming in. You feel broke because you got too many bills. Weather's good. It's too hot outside. Spend time with your family when your seesaw has got you on the work side. It's about balancing the load. Our church trailer, we pull the trailer with a van. Van's not meant to pull a trailer. So I had to buy a weight distribution kit to distribute the tongue weight of the trailer because the tongue weight of the trailer was crushing my van. The van's not supposed to be like, it's supposed to, you know. So we had to distribute it. Thankfully, the van's going to be gone in a couple more weeks, and we're going to be on to bigger and better things. Amen. Something that can handle the load like a truck. 
Sometimes the burden, though, remember, a burden is not always a bad thing. You know, in the Christian world, you've heard people say, I got a burden for Christ. I got a burden to share the good news. You know why it's a weight? It's because you're not letting it out. I had a burden for a long time to share the good news, and I was, I was just playing the guitar instead. So I wasn't letting it out. So the weight of the burden was crushing me. And when I decided to let it out, come on, people, if you're with me, when you give the burden and let it out, the burden becomes how you find balance. You got to give the burden out. You got to let it out. You got to disperse the load and let people know it's there. You got to be free of the load. Thank you, sister. If you play Warcraft all night, is that still a popular game? Okay, well if it was, and you played all night, and you got a wife and kids, guess what? You need a little burden in your life. You need to go spend time with your family because you're on the other end of the seesaw. You've got no burdens, baby. You need a burden to find balance because pretty soon your wife's gonna go, hmm, found somebody else because they don't play video games all night. Burdens can be a good thing. It's about balance. God wants to bring you balance. He says, you need rest? I got you. You need purpose? I got you. I'll give you purpose through this burden. But that sounds like a lot of work. It is. But if you're going to take on my yoke, I'm going to take you to paradise, to fulfillment. God says, I got a bargain for you. Let's make a deal, says the Lord. I got a deal for you. You think that beachfront's good? I got a deal for you. I don't care what season you're in. If you don't recognize that my deal is the best bargain you're ever going to find, then you're not listening to me. Let's make a deal, says the Lord. If we go to Matthew 11, chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and everybody say, my burden is light. What's he talking about? Egg yolks? A yoke is what they tied the ox together, the pool, the plow. And when you got a yoke on your back, you're restricted. You're restricted from doing too much. It creates restriction. And then you had to carry the load. You're an ox. And without the yoke, the ox could break free, but they put the yoke on you, and now the ox can carry the load, and that's all they can do. And Jesus was referring to the law of the Pharisees, that the yoke of the Pharisees was so heavy, they had so many rules and stipulations, that he said, I came to declare a new law, that my yoke is easy, and my burden is light, because the burden they're trying to give you is impossible to please, and you will never be able to fulfill the law that those Pharisees are trying to cast on you to get you to heaven. My yoke is easy. I'll make a deal with you. I'll take your weight if you take my in exchange and follow me and give me your life in exchange and serve me. My yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. It's not going to crush you like the Pharisees. He was slapping those Pharisees in the face. Jesus was the man with his words because he was God. God don't make mistakes with his words. His words matter. Every word matters. 
There's a reason he said it that way. God says, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. I'll trade you. That's a bargain you can't refuse, right? That's like getting an island for free. That's like getting the ketosis without all the headaches. I got a bargain you can't resist. It's a one-sided deal, really. An investment with a return so great, you can't pass this up. Your life is in the balance of my burden, says Christ. See, in the balance, in the midst of, your life is in the balance of my burden. If you want to accept my burden, because it is a bargain that I don't have to give you, but grace enables you to carry the burden. See, I gave you that too, and you don't even know that. You're not even smart enough to know that I gave you that too. But if you want to take the deal, I'm going to give it to you anyway. That's why it's grace. You didn't earn it. It's a bargain you can't refuse. He took on the weight of the world, the gospel says. Weight, burden, same thing. Jesus took on the sin of the world. The iniquities over my head are so heavy, says the psalm. Jesus took on the iniquity of the world because my burden was so great. The heavy was so great. My burden was not my own. It was yours says God to the people he's addressing. Jesus don't sin. He's saying, I'll take your burden to the cross. I'm going to die for your burden. My blood will make atonement for your sin and wash you clean. If you accept my bargain, you can't pass up. He died for you in exchange for you to simply follow him. He didn't have to die for you. He gifted that to us through grace. We've got to swap. We've got to do a swap a with God to follow him. He'll take your burden, but now you need to take someone else's. Help you, brothers and sisters. He just made room on your plate. You've been, you've been filled to the brim, and you can't do nothing because the burden. He said, I'm going to take it now, but here's what you've got to do. You've got to now go take their burden. See, see how he does that? The light of the world, the feet and arms of Christ. You mean we gotta, we gotta, we gotta like live for God and do something for God and, and be, the, be the light of the world and not just come to church, but actually be a light of the Christ that has redeemed himself and born himself out of us in a new birth. Yeah, that's what, that's what he's saying. Grace enables me to carry my burden. Why is there so much fulfillment? You, you ever done something nice for someone? I have a couple times, but that's about it. You guys ever? <laughs> three times. Three times ever. Once for Michelle, so two times to outsiders. Have you ever noticed, for real, or for reals, like my five-year-old says, when you do the smallest gesture to somebody else, it doesn't cost anything, doesn't really get noticed by a bunch of people, nobody thanks you necessarily, but the one person you did it for. Have you ever noticed how good that makes you feel? There's this overwhelming fulfillment in the small things that money can't buy. It's because we were made in his image and our, his image designed us to give selflessly. We're, we're designed to look to lighten your burden. God did it for me, so I, it's natural I want to do it for you because he did it for me. And he says, when you've done it to the least of my brothers, you did it, you've done it to me, says the king. So it's natural. It's a circle. When he did it for me. I do it for them. When I treat them bad, it's that way too. 
I'm treating him bad. Because he made them, and he loves them too. Can you guys stand to your feet with me? We're going to close here. Grace enables me to carry my burden. We're going to do something different today. And if you're new here, it's not something we do all the time. But if you're willing as a church body to all come together to the front so nobody feels left out. But let's come as a family because that's really what we are. Let's come together as one family to this altar for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. To the world, this is a stage. But to the believer, this is an altar. In the Old Testament, Jacob was making altars out of whatever he could find. God didn't say it has to look this way. This is an altar. And when we fill this place according to God's will, he's going to bring people to this altar. And we're going to see more lives change. As we have in this little period, we've only been together this long. It's powerful. But this altar is life-changing because you can bring a burden to this altar and you can leave it here. You don't have to take it out the door. It's not, it's not a feel-good thing in your mind. It's a real thing. Come before the altar. Lay your burdens down. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You, I will take your burden right here and I'll disperse it and you're going to go serve me to the world. Tell them what good things the Lord has done for you. Like legion. You want purpose? Give all your burdens to God and he will make room now to find purpose. When you're overwhelmed with your burdens, oh, I know some people in my family and yeah, I can't go names, but I almost did. They got so many burdens, they got no time to do anything else because they're consumed by their burdens. And they don't even know they're missing life because they're creating their own burdens. You want balance? Clear the plate that feels stacked to the rim by handing those burdens to the Lord on this altar. God won't give you a weight greater than you can bear. He's not going to give you a semi-truck when, when you know you only want to lift feathers at this stage in your season of lifting like me because I'm weak and I'm old now. But he's going to give me just enough that I'm a little uncomfortable. He's going to stretch me. He's going to stretch me to where I'm a little uncomfortable. And I'm going to look back and go, wow, look at how I evolved. That's how he does it. He won't give you more than you can bear, though, like those nets. we cost the, He caught the fish in last week. The nets held the fish because God put the fish in those nets. Those nets weren't supposed to hold that fish. They are supposed to break. If you feel the need to leave your burden today at this altar, then I ask you to leave it. Make it easy on yourself. Lighten your load. If you want to worship with us up here, you're welcome to. If you want to pray up here, you're welcome to. If you want to be dismissed, you're welcome to. But we're going to worship with this song right after our prayer here. And we are thankful as one body that we're able to unite as family to disperse those burdens. I couldn't carry the burden without dispersing it. You see, we're dispersing the load. We're dispersing the load, the setup. We're dispersing the, the load, the cameraman. We're dispersing the load, the computers, the desks, the trailer, the truck, the gas, the generators, the electric. 
the tax bills, the legal requirements. We're dispersing the load through the body. I'm thankful for that. Let's bow our heads. Lord, we come to you in your mighty name, the only name given among men in which we can be saved. Jehovah saved Jesus Christ, the Lord. And we leave before this altar any way today that is holding us back because we are going forth with the great commission. Whether it's raining outside, whether it's sunny, we don't care. We are going forth with your great commission, Lord, as one seat church, which is really just the church of Jesus Christ is what it is. And we are going forth to share your good news. So we ask you today, Lord, for the people who are suffering in this house, ease their pain, Lord. Free them of this torment that's hurting them and let them leave it here before you because because you said my yoke is easy and my burden is light so you're going to take it for us and you already took us for us when you died on the cross for us so we know we can leave it here and trust you and walk out as a new person and keep following and load, lighten that load in Jesus name touch us as we go about our week and everybody say in Jesus name amen